Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Blown to Bits, your weekly dose of everything nerdy. And my name is Adam, and I am joined by Ryan and Charlie. So, what have you guys been up to this week? I know I already know, never mind. Let me rephrase that. Charlie, what have you been up to this week? Because I know Ryan's just been playing <laughs> fucking Warframe. Um, I'm actually a proud new owner of a VR headset. Uh, I got the PSVR. Dude, um, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. Or just, I saw it on your girlfriend's Instagram. Yeah, my girlfriend's Instagram. She likes to post things like that. Um, but I recently acquired a PSVR headset um, and five games. It had Gran Turismo, Skyrim, it had Rigs, um, uh, Rush of Blood, and one other game. That I forgot that I have not installed. Yet, Dude, Rush apparently. of Blood is a lot of fun. It's so much fun. It's like a roller coaster with like the two little pistols. Like you get to shoot targets and everything, but it like feels you get like scared half to death at I, the same time. Have you ever gone to Disney World or Disneyland? Either one. Yeah, yeah. Did you ride the Haunted Mansion ride? Most definitely. Okay, it feels like you're riding that, but you get to shoot shit. Yeah, it's like super gimmicky and like like no matter what fear you have, like it it accommodates that. So it's really enjoyable just to sit through and experience all of that. Um, I'll have to come over and play it. Please do. I've not played any VR ever. Oh, it's it's. Oh, dude, Ryan, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I really want to play that one game. I think it was a launch title where you're the eagle flying like over the city. There's yeah, I I think i perused that like i went through the entire library that playstation <laughs> yeah. has to offer that's like vr like compatible so um, Dude, they're pumping out vr games that's it's really cool a lot of them are like super gimmicky though like mm-hmm. it's just like hey guess what you're gonna be you know flying as an eagle and that's about all that you do um but there are a lot of other really cool games that kind of take the vr in a, a different perspective or a different way i like uh, the shooting gallery style games those are my favorite because i feel like that's really uh conducive to like how vr works there's one that you need to get charlie if you like rush of blood it's a lot more fun it's kind of the same style it's called space pirate trainer i think it just released and it I is actually the- saw, saw saw one of my friends play that um at another one of my friend's houses um that dude looks super cool that game is awesome like, you so, can have, like, different weapons. You can have, like, a shield and, like, a grenade launcher. Or, like, the shield is stuff. what makes it so fun. When you have, like, the headset on, mm-hmm. like, the people around you, can they see what you're seeing on the TV? Yes, yes. for the most part. Um, okay. It's it's kind of limited. You don't have, like, the full range of view like you have with the headset. But but um, it's not just someone sitting on the couch watching. <laughs> no, no. Go, we actually, oh! uh, this last Friday, we have uh, at my house what we call Casual Friday. And, like, a lot of people just come over, like, smoke uh, cigarettes and, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and really? drink a whole lot of beer. Tell us more about plate. these cigarettes, Charlie. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're left-handed cigarettes. Some people call them laser lettuce, the devil's cabbage. <laughs> laser lettuce? Um, I've not heard that yeah, one. Yeah, laser lettuce is one of my favorite terms. Anyways, um, we do that and drink a lot of beers and, you know, sit around and play video games. More, more often than not, it's like Smash Brothers or Mario Kart um, or Star Wall or Gang Beast. But um, this week, uh, we actually hooked Randy up, my girlfriend, um, to a very scary game called uh, Affected the Manor. I haven't seen basically, that. It's basically your own personal uh, haunted mansion. Like, mm-hmm. you don't interact with anything. You just look and you walk. 
and everything else is just up to the game. So she ran through that. She maybe lasted like seven and a half minutes or so. I, I, I told her I'd give you $20 if you went from when the game starts to when the game makes you finish. And she couldn't make it that long. So is it that scary? Uh, it's Yeah. Uh, I tested it out the first night I got it. And, um, you know, I was standing alone in the middle of my living room <laughs> while Randy was asleep. And, you know, I jumped and I, I exclaimed a couple of expletives uh, from time to time. Didn't wake her up. But, so it's got jump scares. Uh, it's it's jump scary, but it's like super really cool looking as well. Like um, it's very moody, atmospheric. Um, and there's one scene where you're walking through like a music room, and like the piano and chairs and all these instruments are just like floating in like this ethereal circle around you. And you just take a moment to look around and be like, "This is fucking cool. <laughs> this is." It's like it like it made me I believe like in VR. Games. Yeah, most definitely. So. Um, it's also really entertaining to watch somebody who's super scared of everything just react to <laughs> Lord knows what happens. So. Get one of my kids on that. Oh, it's crazy. Like, uh, I played through, like, you know, about 45 minutes or so the first night. Um, and then Randy played the next night after that. Her playthrough was completely different from mine, um, which was... I, I didn't expect that. I thought she'd go through the same, like, kind of path progression as me, but... No. Is it just randomly generated? I would say so. Like I'd have to do. Adventure? It seemed well. It's just like one path. Like you don't have any branching left or right here or there. Um, so it was really surprising to see that she had like a lot of different experiences than what I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's really cool. You know, I have Accounting Plus, which is like done by half the team of Rick and Morty, which is super nonsensical and uh, crazy. Um, Super Hypercube, um, which is like this crazy like puzzle VR thing, and um, I actually got the new Tetris game, Tetris Effect. Oh, that has VR, um, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a VR like uh, you know supported thing. You don't have How to do play, you play it. Tetris and VR. Um, basically, you have like you know your rectangular screen, um, but there's like all this stuff in the background that's like you played Res, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Res, more or less, but with like Tetris in front of it. So it's just like all this stuff, and the more Rez. you play through like your Tetris level, the more lines you clear. Is Res the more not the VR level evolves on PS4? Is VR. Yeah, the, there's a Res Infinite. Um, yeah, that so, one's VR. Yeah, the, I'm gonna have to get that eventually. But you know, I've played Res enough, so you know, I'll I'll, I'll hit that up later on. So that's that's what I've been really excited about <laughs> this past week. Dude, there's a game you should try out. I had it when um, uh, the VR first came out. I got one, and I had to get rid of it, sadly. But when it first came out, I got this game called Eve Valkyrie, and it was in fucking credible. I it might make you motion sick. This game is incredibly fast paced, but you're basically you're the pilot of this really crazy maneuverable spaceship. And you're playing online with other people, so it's like team deathmatch, like two teams actually trying to take each other down, and you can... What's crazy is while you're flying with your controller, you can look to the left and right and see someone, like, coming up behind you or something like that, and it it's, puts, like, a whole new element into dogfighting that was not there before, you know? Right? Now, that sounds super crazy. It's really, really fun. I don't know. I but, saw videos of that. It looked really cool. Which of Eve Valkyrie? Mm-hmm. I remember, like when you were when you got it, you were all excited about it, and you made me look up 
uh, videos of it. That, and I always wanted to play Battlezone as well, the tank one, where they kind of remade the old arcade game, but it was it was newer graphics and everything. Right, still that kind of grid kind of style. Yeah, I would love I to see uh, Star Wars pod racing from the N64 remastered Dude. into uh, VR. That, that would be one sick. Of my favorite. Yeah, that was one of my favorite racing games. You know Actually, what would uh, really sell that? You, the sound design. If they did really good on the sound design with some headphones while you're playing in VR, that would really sell the the experience. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like my headphones, like the the HyperX headset that I have, like fits perfectly over the VR headset. So just being like completely immersed in like your own little bubble is like it's cool. I feel super nerdy just doing it by myself. And have you ran into room, any furniture yet? No, no. I've been very cautious about that. You know, <clears throat> I appreciate all the stuff that I have it's, on my tables and around it. It's a little easier <laughs> all, than you think to, to keep that awareness about you. Like it, it's it's not as hard to uh, like you're going to get lost in it definitely, but it's easier if, as long as you just kind of pay attention to make sure that you're not you know moving too far off track. And it's real easy to just barely lift the PlayStation VR because it's so comfortable the way it sits on your head. You can just reach up real quick and barely lift it and look down and see where you're at if you need to adjust. Yeah, a little quick peek. Unless you're Randy, my girlfriend, who has like the world's smallest head. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's kind of uncomfortable for her to wear it. So I'm trying to figure out if I need to fit her up with a beanie or something to, to pad the extra space that Get she needs to fill out. Wet band. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not a bad idea. That is actually a really good idea. No, I'm, and we're forgetting one of the biggest PlayStation VR titles. This was actually one of the the sell, big sellers, uh, Resident Evil 7. That was the other game. That was the other game Dude, that, that I That would have been the to... first game that I played. Oh, I yeah. was just thinking while you were talking, I was like, Resident Evil would be so much fun in VR. Oh, man, I'm, yeah. I'm building up to that level. You know, That one... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. That will fuck with you. That game is unlike any Resident Evil that has ever come out. Like, I remember back in the day, the first and second and third Resident Evils were considered scary back in the day because we didn't have that level of immersion available yet. This Resident Evil, even without VR, is terrifying. Like, it, it really messes with your head. And I could not imagine, I haven't played it in VR, but I could not imagine in VR how scary it would be because it's the actual same game. It doesn't have like a special VR mode like some games do. This one is literally like you're playing the actual Resident Evil 7 game just in VR. I'll, I'll have to boot it up. I'll, I'll get back to you guys next week on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll do it. Oh, it's good. It you guys. It, it's, it's like, do you remember, did you ever play that PlayStation demo PT? Yes. Okay, it has that kind of feeling to it, this Resident Evil does. Like, everything's really organic and hyper-realistic looking, and it's in first person. Um, it, it really jacks with your head. It's it's really scary. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. It's really scary. <laughs> well, we'll take it for a ride. <laughs> so, Charlie's um... Gonna... No, go ahead. What? said Charlie's going to come back next week and his guys are going to be all bloodshot and he goes, I see things. <laughs> I, I sold my VR, guys. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I've seen some shit. <laughs> no, um, so, Ryan, what have you been up to, even though I know what it is already? Uh, I watched Aquaman yesterday. Oh, well, there we go. That's different. I wasn't Yay. expecting that. 
I took a break from Warframe because my elbows were getting sore. <laughs> your elbows? How are your elbows getting sore? Because I, I lay down on the couch with the my elbows like sitting to my side with like the controller in my lap. Oh, okay. And I've been in that position all week. <laughs> <laughs> so my elbows were getting bed sores. <laughs> I've got that gamer elbows. Mm-hmm. So I took a break, watched Aquaman because I heard it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. For a DC movie, it was pretty decent. Good thrill ride, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Nice. Jason Momoa did a, a great job uh, as Aquaman. He was lighthearted and like funny, kind of an idiot a right. little bit. Not too serious. Yeah, but like a total badass. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, I, I've been, they've been really hard to, it's been really hard for DC to make a decent movie um, ever since the end of the Dark Knight trilogy. Wonder Woman was good. I liked it okay. I, I didn't think it was the greatest movie, you know, ever, but it was definitely better than the crap, utter crap they had been putting out for a little while. Well, anything that Zack Snyder directs for DC is just going to be Zack Snyder version of crap. Yeah, then he wh- can't he can't tell a story. He can Zack Snyder can give you visual porn. Like he can give you disaster porn, superhero like craziness, but he can't give you a story to say. He can't put life. it he can't put it together in a cohesive manner to where you feel like you're organically moving from one part of the story to the next. Yeah, and I was watching um, some YouTube videos, like kind of dissecting like his Justice League and uh, Batman versus Batman, Superman, yeah, Batman versus Superman, and Man of Steel. And they said his biggest problem is that he ends up doing all these epic moments, one right after the other. Whereas, like with a normal movie, you lead up to this epic moment and then like rising see, action yeah and, and then you know when shit hits the fan then you see superman with beams of light you know sunlight mm-hmm. coming out from behind him and slow motion but with Zack snyder that's every other scene it's just him trying to visually please you with this epic moment right and it's just it takes away from if the entire every thing. moment is epic then nothing's epic yeah and that's his biggest problem is he, he tried too hard to just one scene after the other just awe you. And it's just, it ruins the story. Now, I did, I, I will say there is sort of, I guess, something that doesn't follow along that rule was Man of Steel. I loved Man of Steel. The Superman movie. See, I, I still feel like it, it, it was the same thing. I mean, it was definitely better than Batman versus Superman, and I think everybody can agree that that was the worst DC movie other than Green Lantern. I've seen Green Lantern. I have not seen any of these like newer DC movies. See, I never even too. found Green Lantern to be that atrocious. It wasn't great, but I didn't think it was like that awful. I mean, it was definitely better than the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the. Uh, what what's the main the the rubber man? What's his name? Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. Like when he's out on the dance floor and he's got his arms like waving like <laughs> with, with like the teenage girls. 
That's weird. Yeah. That's like almost like, you know, emo Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> that was fucking weird. That scene made me uncomfortable. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Which sucks because I loved the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man and everything. Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean, love Sam Raimi's done a lot of great things, but I don't think that movie was one of them. No, well, it, it made me really. Everybody has their faults. Yeah. Eric Foreman is Venom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> Topher Grace. That's his name. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. God Gosh, dang so, it, dude! Uh, who who Tom looks Hardy at that guy? It. Who even watches that '70s show? It's <laughs> like let's let's cast him as Eddie Brock. You know, like what? <laughs> The most muscular, like, high school bully you can find <laughs> is Eric Foreman? <laughs> really? Dude, Tom Hardy did a no. great job as Venom. I still did haven't seen it? that. Oh. It was good. I, I expected it to be really dark and ominous because it's a Sony Venom movie. Right. And Sony's kind of known for being, like, a scene kid. Yeah, and Tom not, Tom Hardy's not been in that many like light-hearted roles either, Mm-mm. so it's always been kind of heavy with him. But yeah, everything you I mean, know they, him from has been pretty dark. Yeah, but they definitely gave Venom uh, a sense of humor, which was cool. Especially if you're going to have that dialogue between like you know the the human you know host yeah. and the symbiote. So, so there, there's some really good banter between them. Well, Who I definitely voiced Venom. That's the question. I thought Tom Hardy. Well, do you think Tom Hardy voiced both him and you know? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh man, that'd be cool. I have to research into that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was computer <laughs> manipulation involved. You know, no and <laughs> he talked through a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what are you putting those playing cards on your bike spokes for? <laughs> I don't know. We're like overrun with superhero movies right now. I think that's like the biggest fad right now. Yeah, and honestly, uh, speaking of which, Black Panther won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Cast, I guess. guess Best Performance by Cast? Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. It was, yes. So I also won the MTV Movie Choice Award. Yeah, something like that. The funny thing about them winning that award, which I think is completely 100% perfectly justified, I think they deserved it because I went back and watched it again the other night because it's on Netflix, and um, it was a... I don't know how to put this. It was it was a cultural triumph, you know what I mean? Like it, You literally felt like you were in Africa as opposed to all the other superhero movies which don't really have a whole lot of cultural leniency except Thor which is Norse but we don't really have a draw to Norse culture because that doesn't exist anymore you know I mean the only thing we have left is the dancing viking on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> yeah exact techno viking <laughs> that's it no but but with Black Panther I was extremely impressed especially with the the costume designs I thought they Oh they did. were insane the, especially the queen's uh, costume when she had that white dress on with like the intricate pattern like all yeah. the way up her collar, like it looked three D printed. It was crazy. 
Yeah, that and one of the uh, elders for one of the tribes, I don't remember which tribe it was, um, had, and I think this was real. It did not look like this was put in, like, with a computer. He had the actual, like, lip piercing that was gauged out to, like, 500, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. And that was was real because I I inspected it pretty hard. (laughs) That was crazy. I I don't, that's, that's, that means they actually found people that were, you know, from that part of the world to represent them. But I made the horrible mistake. This was a terrible, terrible mistake and I'll never do it again. But have you, have you guys ever gone to the Facebook comments on like an IGN post or just an IGN comment section in general? No, I don't know. It is horrible. So <laughs> I bet it's toxic. Oh, it is so toxic. Like, and so I made the mistake of getting like basically. I, it started off really playful. It was the it was the post about Black Panther winning the Screen Actors Guild, and everyone was like, you know, congratulations, blah blah blah. Like what? And so then I sorted by top comments, you know, and that's mm. where shit really just started to hit the fan. Like, Damn, I can't even repeat the stuff that was posted on here like it and but i'll say basically what i saw was a lot of people were i think these people were confused because they they seem to think that it won best picture you know like it won like a grammy or some shit like or not a grammy that's music isn't it or an oscar you know for best picture you know but it it you know it was for best performance by a cast it was very specific in the award you know Mm -hmm. And so all these people started off, they were like, oh, that movie wasn't even that great. It wasn't the greatest superhero movie that year. And I'm like, okay, okay, let's take a step back here real quick before the inevitable happens. And then you had, yeah, a, bu- and then you had a bunch of other people come in and be like, you're a racist piece of shit. And like, start going off on them. And I was like, okay, yeah. take a step back before the inevitable gets even worse. And then I can't even repeat after that what started happening. And what... What drove me insane was the lack of policing on the Facebook comments that was happening. Like, yeah. people were straight up dropping the N-bomb. Like, not even, like, with an A at the end. Like, with an ER, like a hard R at the end of it towards each Unacceptable. other. Yeah, like, completely just, like, disregard for social niceties or any sort of, like, restraint. <laughs> just dropping it at each other. And... <laughs> Nobody was doing anything. Like, not even like a member of IGN was going through the comments and being like, "Oh, you're a piece of shit." Delete, because that would be my favorite job. Like, hire me. Like, I'll do yeah. that. Like, I'll go through those comments because I. First of all, I want to read the shit. I want to see what everybody's fighting about. <laughs> and so, and let me read all, it. Let me I, take on these races. I love banning people. I like having yeah. that power. Like, I will ban people. I might even accidentally ban some people I shouldn't have banned. You know. I'll get a little happy with it, but it'll be a lot cleaner. Well, I mean, regardless of what people think about the movie, I think we can all agree that uh, Michael B. Jordan was a beast. Oh, dude, he was a badass motherfucker in that movie. I was really surprised that... I, I like how they made him so American. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Because like, I was thinking... Crazy. like, I don't, I don't know a lot about him. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. And that was like the first like big movie that I've seen him like do like a main role in and like I was impressed. He, I'd like uh, to see him in a new like Bloodsport style movie. Well, we'll definitely see more of him. That's for sure. Like he's he's not going anywhere. No, he's he's blowing up. Yeah, he's established. Where did he even start? I don't I don't even know where because I know it wasn't Black Panther. 
No, I mean, he's been around for a while, but... Right? I mean... For at least a second or two. I think Black Panther's probably, like, the first mainstream, like, box office or summer blockbuster that he's been in. Uh, Did you see that the... The um, variety. The guy that played um, T'Challa, Idris Elba? Wasn't that him? Yeah. Yeah, that was... He's actually... Um, one of the people they're considering for the next James Bond. I saw that. Bring it. Bring it. I w- I'd actually think he would make a pretty awesome James Bond because of how how serious he can be in those movies. And mm-hmm. I, I like the new serious direction of James Bond that Daniel Craig kind of brought along, and I hope they continue that line. Yeah, post-Pierce Brosnan, uh, James Bond is great. Yeah, I would love to see the James Bond the way that it's going. Just throw in a few more gadgets. I mean, James Bond's kind of known for his Inspector Gadget kind of feel. They did kind of lose that in the Daniel Craig movies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had like the the biggest uh, gadget I saw in the movie was like when he was poisoned and he had like the defibrillator in the car. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, give me a laser watcher. Even like you know some hidden blades in his shoes or right, just a few more like something spy. unexpected. Yeah, you know? I mean he's a spy. Give him some spy shit. A jet I mean, rocket on the back of his shoe for a great kick. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, give him some heelys for God's yeah, sake. Stealth trousers. Let's go. <laughs> some rollerblades. <laughs> is it, are, is most of you hidden except for your uh, bottom half? Uh, a bike with cards <laughs> on the spokes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that Makes sound? It sound like a Maserati. <laughs> Give him a unicycle that comes out his butt. <laughs> well, I think that's all we got time for today. Even though we could probably sit here forever and come up with different gadgets for James Bond not to have. <laughs> but uh, I just want to sincerely thank everybody for tuning in. As long as you have been, we really appreciate every single one of you. And as always, I can be found on Twitter. This is Adam. You can find me on Twitter at Talion. That's at T A L L E E O N. And Charlie, Ryan, where can y'all be found? You can find me at shunt underscore trip at Twitter. And uh, same moniker on SoundCloud. I'll be creating more music here soon. Yeah, we were actually supposed to record tonight. I forgot completely about that. It's all right. It's a snow day today. Snow day. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Daniel for being our Patreon. He's still hanging in there. Woo, Dan. I hope you're still listening. You just haven't forgot that you're just paying us every month. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. That's the only social media I'm on. It is RTLTC. And then I also run the Blown to Bits Twitter, which I have not logged on in two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, there's that. And as always, (laughs) remember, if you've got a great look on your face, it's because you've just been blown to bits. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done.